So amazing, I kept the microphones on during that, Aye. so you heard me just going, dig 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 eh, amazing. So, we'll just <laughs> keep it like that, we'll just, keep it, uh, we'll just keep it like that, that's great. Great <laughs> to the podcast. Uh, what I love is you were about to mute the mics as you came in as well. I was, aye, 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 and I just stopped. Aye. Amazing. So, uh, as we started a while ago, we started talking to a funeral director, mm. and they... Uh, Sort of just to explain the original plan quickly was to have like a bit of a death week, which sounds absolute gothy, right? Ah. But uh, the original idea was to get like a crime scene cleaner, a funeral director, like a guy that works in a mortuary, uh, possibly like a paramedic. Killer. <laughs> I mean, if you if there's a place to like book a serial killer, are they all podcast guests? Uh, no, I'm an active enough. serial killer. Interview me. Aye, aye. Like what quaint what kind of questions yeah. would you like and stuff? It could be a could be a weird one. That'd be great. Um, but again, we're hoping to make death less taboo. Like everybody sort of worries about this a lot more than I think they should. Mm. A lot of the time, and it is to be fair though, you don't care what happens when you. I mean, I I think that nothing happens when you die, mm-hmm. but you don't care. That's it. That's it. And I think that's what people are scared of. Then they don't care what it's like. Aye. Well, uh, we have on the line right now Marie Fagan. She's a crime scene cleaner from MD Trauma Clean. Uh, how are you doing, Marie? Hello. Uh, I'm good, thanks. Love the word as well. Excellent, man. Excellent. So, basically, we found out yesterday uh, that <laughs> you've actually been on TV, which I hadn't realised previously before. Yes. The BBC done a followed us for about three years um, mm-hmm. and done an hour-long documentary called The Grinding Queen. Yeah. Um, I think that was about three years ago and then it was back on iPlayer this time last year. Right. So, so yeah, d- I still d- get a lot of, oh, you're that girl off the TV and <laughs> um, I did... still get calls saying, you know, my son died and I saw you on the TV and mm-hmm. I'd really like you to clean it up and, you know, a broad, a broad spectrum of things that, that, that happen through it. All right. So, well, I think uh, if, if we start off by sort of talking a bit about your, a bit about your background, sort of, and what eventually sort of led you into this line of work, that would be a good start. Mm-hmm. So, my dad had a cleaning company he started in the 80s, which was construction industry-based, Um I was kind of throughout the board at 17 on site. And um, I liked it, I hated it, I liked it, I hated it. I tried other things and I always ended up keeping going back. And then um, when like CSI and all that came out on the TV, we'd be watching it as a family and you know, everybody would be like, oh, who done that? Who killed them? And I would be like, who's cleaning the butt? And <laughs> 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 you'd be so pillows up and all that and go, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a bit serious that somebody must clean it up so um, at that time my brothers kind of worked in the company and, and them and my dad were like no way and I'm like aye and then when my dad died um, I kind of thought I'm going to follow my dream and that was 12 years ago and I went and done all my training down in Bristol mm. and that's been it ever since so what? Um, I love that. I it's, love amazing, that it's amazing that you watched crime scene uh, investigation and then you were like, "Ah, oh, that's that's my calling in life." <laughs> I, I don't want to find the murderer. I just want to clean up. Aye, aye. Clean the aye. shop. 
back where I got two arms. Did you know sit there and think to yourself, oh, that, that is a weird thought that I've just had? No, at that time I didn't. It was more mm. a, a, um, you know, like a business thought more than anything. And then mm-hmm. as the years progressed, I would sometimes come out a job and go, why did I do that? Why am I able to do that? <laughs> you know, like, you know, some really bad ones or some really filthy ones. Or, and I'm, you know, and I question myself, like, how can I possibly do this? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I love it. Um, all the staff I've got, they all thoroughly enjoy it and are really good at it. But it does, it's certainly a, a specific type of person. I mean, I've got... A, you know, you I, couldn't just take anybody in. I watch a lot of like clean up things on YouTube. So there's because there like is a, a YouTube channel for that. Aye, mm-hmm. there's a YouTube channel that's specifically a crime scene mm-hmm. cleaner. But I also watch like uh-huh, orders really? and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I I love mm-hmm. watching all yeah. that, but I'd, whether I could do it or not is a different. Uh, it's a different story. Like I've got like a really like, yeah. my, my stomach is like uh-huh. really bad for like any sort of like mad smell. <clears throat> I'm away. Oh, I smell. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't smell. Aye, aye. So like, uh, you wouldn't be able to do it then. No, uh, definitely no, definitely no. <laughs> well, saying that the mask, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're all masked up, but, um, you know, it's really difficult to work with the masks as well because you're really warm in the suits mm. and you're really, you know, and it's and it's um, the smell is a weird one because you smell it for days, you know, like I could go into a death scene and come out. Um, there's been there's, there's been instances where I've been I've seen five minutes came out, and I've maybe had people in the van or the car or whatever, and they'll, they'll say you're absolutely stinking because um, it just clings to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then no matter how much you're masked up, if you get a smell of it, you have a shower, you have a shower, and you know I'll say to people, can you smell it off me after I've, after I've been showered? Right. Um, and it's just in your nose, it's just in your head. You know, so, so it's like I, a, it smells a weird one. Like skunks, um, skunk smells when they come off. So, so the so the death scenes, I would say um, that imagine the back shop here, butcher shop. Mm-hmm. Like warm and beef and stuff, like, like yeah, I like meat, like rotten meat, kind of a. Um, Aye, and we all smell the same. Aye, because like, uh, <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I've, I've worked in a butcher we shop all before. We smell the same. I've worked in a butcher shop oh, before. Really? Like the sort of smell of like they just—I was going to say live meat, <laughs> ridiculous. Like raw aye, meat is aye. like bad in itself. Yeah, if you're yeah. not used to it, sort of thing. Yeah. But the rotting yeah. meat aye. and rotting. Oh. I mean, I've seen the state aye. of you. So there was a day. I'm going to tell the story. This is this is nothing in comparison to what you deal with, but this is the level that oh, Stephen's on. How bad I am! So there was a day where I heard some commotion down the stairs, and my mum was between like greeting and laughing. She couldn't, she didn't seem to really understand which one she wanted to do. But she had went through the living room to give Stephen a sniff of chicken that she'd bought for Iceland. Mm-hmm. Bad press for Iceland mm-hmm. and uh, apparently it was off, mm-hmm. and she was between laughing and greeting and Stephen instantly started gagging Aye, and then I think you threw up eh? did you throw up? Well, what happened was she came through with the chicken I, I used to I trained to be a chef a long time ago 
and she, uh-huh. for some reason, something must have happened to her nose. She couldn't smell properly what was happening, but she right. brought the chicken through. And I was uh-huh. definitely like, I was well, well past this of my date. So she bought <laughs> it through. And uh, she's, hmm. she was like, Is this, does this smell after you? And immediately, like, oh, oh, like that. And, uh, so I was, I was sick that day. It was awful. Uh, uh, so that's how bad my stomach is. Just uh, an off bit chicken. That's me mm-hmm. away. So you're not doing a death mm-hmm. scene? Mm-hmm. Not at all. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. No. At all. <laughs> a lot of a lot of their staff as well um, can do the blood, <clears throat> but I feel my fridge has been switched off, and there's a load of um, rotten food in it. They they run and gag. Oh. Um, I used to be like I couldn't cope with the smell of sick. Mm-hmm. But I could cope with all other smells, but as times went on, I think you just train your brain. Mm-hmm. Really, to you know, you're neither up nor down. Because I, I can, I can obviously go into a dentist or whatever with no mask now. I don't actually perform the cleaning without a mask on, but mm-hmm. you know, I can go in and you know just walk about or what have you. Um, nose. Kind of, my nose, my nose leads me to whatever room. I'm sorry know? to say this, but I think you're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been called one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so, I, I'm, I do ask myself the question, what, why can I do it, you know? Well, there is the idea that, I, I mean, know. people have got the idea that psychopaths well, are just serial killers. Yeah, because we get called psychopaths for the, for the sort of same yeah. thing, like having like a really dark sense of humour and openly saying it in front of people mm-hmm. that aren't expecting it a lot of the time. No, but beyond that, like, a lot of firemen are psychopaths. They've got ah, nay, nay fear, they've got nay thought, pro- they just jump into a fucking uh, building as on fire. Exactly. Aye, aye. Aye. So exactly, it's very possible aye. that you are a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Like I think the both of you should really watch what you're saying because remember I do have clinical buns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving that's a compliment. I gave you a compliment there. <laughs> I could do a two for one here. <laughs> you didn't get paid for that though. That's just that's just a hobby at that point. <laughs> I remember one time we, we, were, we were chatting with, with someone and we said, um, she's like, well, my man's a real bee. And we were like, well, it's fine. I said, we can, we can dispose of and, <laughs> <laughs> and clean up. <laughs> All in death, by the way. All in death. I, could, I could just imagine somebody's face that isn't used to that sort of conversation. And like the very, the very mention of that, just going, what the fuck did she just say there? I know. I'm not going to end up in your van. <laughs> I better watch what I'm saying here. Just the fear, just the fear one to my, know that you can actually do that. <laughs> one of my sealed containers. Oh, aye. <laughs> I, I, I need to make sure where to go for that. Well, I, I, I want to go back a bit. I want to go back a bit and just talk about your first day because you, you had, you you have had the idea to do it for do it for a long time. Your what was your first day like? Mm-hmm. Like from going the from first like. Job I had for, yeah, on you go, sorry. Uh, it was really sad the first one because um, it was winter and a guy had obviously been. The thought, the story behind it was that he'd been climbing the roof and he was looking to get lead from the roof. And obviously um, it was a skylight and it was covered in snow. He didn't open the skylight and fell right through it. Oh, Jesus. Um, 
and he lay there bleeding out for I think it was like it was a, a disused warehouse. Right. And I think it was like once a fortnight or something, security checked it and that's when he was found. Jesus. Um and that was it was um uh, I, I, it was it was a really hard clean because it fell onto like some so where it, half of them had been lying on like sealed concrete concrete, but the other half had been like it was all kind of the steel had been broken. So as we were cleaning the blood, it just kept coming back up through and back up through and back up through. Now it's talking hours of this, you know, mm-hmm. it's really seeped in. Um, so it was a big learning curve for me as well as it was kind of quite traumatic because I was freaking out because the blood wouldn't stop. You know, mm-hmm. where it was sealed, it was just a, a spray and a wipe, if you like. But, you know, the rest of it. And it turned out that um, that we had to go and get sealer and actually sanitise and seal it in. Just that was the only way we were going to stop it coming out. Mm-hmm. Um. So I that was that was my first job. Oh, I'm getting chucked in the deep end. Eh? Uh, Christ. Oh. Aye, aye, aye. So aye, that was my first one. That's it. And then after that, it was just. Well, that's good. Obviously, um, going for like obviously going for like watching the CSI programs and stuff like that. Just going straight into the deep I, end yeah, again. Like, so your first job is like literally yeah. like a really hard one aye. to start off with. Aye. That, that must have been aye. absolutely aye. mental and, for you. Aye, aye. And then and I just remember something else. So we done another one and it was really quite bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a load of biohazard bags, load of like um bedding and stuff like that, right? And at the time our yard where our bin was was like forty minutes drive from our home, right? So we bagged everything, put it in the van. It was really, the kids were really young at the time as well. And we were kind of wanting home shower, going to pick up the kids and the grandparents, all of that. So um, we were like, right, we've got these carriers license, all that malarkey. We'll be fine. Um, we'll just go to the yard in the morning. So we was out the next morning and we'd obviously been hoovering up. Mm-hmm. Um completely forgot to empty the hoover and through the night all the maggots <laughs> all the carcasses attached oh, and the God. full front of the van was just loaded with like there's a big cloud in them so I just killed him I'm running up the drive oh my god I can't remember this piece of hoover These sort of learning curves that I was interested in learning about, uh, about they, they'll they'll help you get better as time goes on. Oh yeah, because you you'll have learned from the mm-hmm. one never to do that again, Mister Aye, exactly. Ah. I mean, that, that, that that's a lot. Like the course was like, you know, really good. 
um, a lot of class work, and then you got like the practical work. But mm. it was like the needle sweep one was good, um, but it was like fake blood and stuff. Like you, you were you were um, cleaning up. You 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 don't really know the extent of it until you're there and you're on it, you know. Mm-hmm. And everyone, even now, some of them, you know, I'm like, God Almighty, you know, like this year's been really tough to be honest. Um, we've done more suicides through this pandemic than we would normally do in a year. Um, same as with undiscovered death, and 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 for a while there. We just weren't getting a break. It was like every single day there was a death scene in. Mm. And um, it was starting to really get to me, to be honest, because and the staff, I mean, we talk it out. We, we always, like, in the evening, you know, you reflect on your day. You don't really speak about it when you're, when you're in doing it. Mm-hmm. It's more when you get back at night and you kind of look back and you see it all, you see the full scene. And then I always say to my staff and myself, pick up the phone, let's just talk it out and discuss it with each other. And that's, that's the kind of way we get through it. But um, I was starting to feel a wee bit, I need to get these out of my head. I just couldn't get them out of my head for a good few weeks. And then just I had to just like blank it out. And that was that. Dust myself down and carry on, as you do. But it was really harrowing. A lot of them are, a lot of them are really sad. Suicides are really, really, really sad. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that suicide is possibly the worst thing that you have to deal with, because then mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know how much detail you right. get told, or whether you know the person or like names or whatever. But th- that seems to me to be well, the thing that I would I would struggle with the most, apart from the smell, obviously. I, I well, we kind of can we. My personal belief is undertakers go in. The, the police go in or whoever go in, right? They, they, they decide if it's been suicide or whatever. They leave. The undertakers come in. They take the body away. And then we go in. So, I, you know, we kind of see the last minutes, moments, mm-hmm. everything. We see, like, the half-drunk cup of tea or the half-drunk glass of wine or the bite out the sandwich, the shape of the head on the pillow, you know, like all the pills still kind of screwed round about. Um, one recently we found a kind of confession that was really, I was like, oh my God, I need to stop reading that, I don't want to read anymore. You know, like, and then I had the scenario of, I knew the, I knew the man had a daughter, I knew that the victim had a family, and I had this whole scenario of, what did I do here? Like, Mm-hmm. I don't really want to mess that kid's head up, but again, I don't want to not see in the family's the family's not getting closure. It was a really, really hard one. It's smart because you you're so things get, like that. Uh, you you're, you're getting a bit like a, a kind of snapshot of like exactly what happened on the night sort of thing before. Yeah, 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 Aye. yeah, yeah. Mad. Um, and then if you're talking to the family as well, like, um, <laughs> you, you kind of become like. You know, we not not a counsellor or in, but you you know, some of them will ask a lot of in depth in depth questions, and other ones will just they just want closure and they don't want anything else. There was one in particular a few years ago, and the 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 mother had lost her son, and she was absolutely fine. She was great. She was you know mm-hmm. chatting away and blah blah blah. And 
I like the family not to be there. I like to take the kind of trauma side away. They don't see it. It's not like she's looking and seeing that was my my son's final, you know, like that's that's what it looks like. That's what was left behind him kind of thing. Or mm-hmm. um or if there's like blood spat or anything like that. I like to take all that away. Um but in particular this woman had came and um it was when we were taking the beds out, she was like she just actually she just really lost it right. so we were like right get the bed down put it back in but you know comforting her and you know try to say can you please just your best going away just let us do it and no no i want to be here and that was really difficult um because she was just unconsolable it was a shame it really was that's another part of that job that a lot of people don't really take into consideration is that the actual counselling mm-hmm. side? Like, you, yeah. Again, some people just would just want it completely out of the way, but some folk like it does genuinely pique their interest mm-hmm. a wee bit to see like the sort of final moments. As I said before, it's like a snapshot of the last uh, exact the last uh, time, basically. Uh, uh, say, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. harrowing in a way. Um, it's very harrowing. It's been. It's to be honest, I've, I've coped really well with it all the whole years. Like. Some are really sad, some, they're all really sad, but mm. some you just think are sadder than others, and, and some of them you think, did they really mean to do that? Did they, did they know they were going to die? And I've done one very recent, um, where a guy had lost his throat, um, and he survived, and it, and it, it was amazing to us, um, and he just lovely sofa and was in hospital um, and I'm like right when it saves us it's you know it's expensive it, it looked as if he'd just got it and I'm like like let's clean this as much as we can so that he's not coming back to an empty living room as such it's all that's gone is like the rug and you know everything else was able to we were able to clean up mm-hmm. um, and then there was one um, in the summer and I think we'd done a five or six in the week and um, we'd went to this one and it was a, it was a retired headmistress, beautiful lady, a really, really lovely lady and she had tripped on her second stair, right, but she had a couple of glasses of wine and the alcohol sends the blood so and it was like an absolute murder scene, there was blood Jeez. everywhere, like from the hall, everywhere she walked, everywhere she touched, the bathroom was just Fully congealed, loads and loads of the footprint, handprint. I mean, it was really, really full on. And um, she was there when we were cleaning up, and she was still kind of shaky on her feet. And we were, we didn't have a wee seat, and she was sat chatting to us while we were doing it. And then she was upstairs, so we were like, right, we can get you downstairs now with the toilets downstairs. So we were helping her bring all her stuff down and like just make a wee bed, you know, the sofa for her and stuff like that. And um, we got in, the, got in the jeep, and I looked at my my colleague Charlene, and uh, I said that I feel as if I'm going to burst out crying. She said, "Me too." And I was like, "I'm going to greet," <laughs> and she's like, "Why are you going to greet?" And I was like, "Cause she survived. She's the first one that survived in their life." And she was like, "I know what to do for like." So it just shows you how it gets you, you know. Oh, like right. we, were, we were totally, you know, it was so good. Try, it felt really good that we were 
sorted that way and we helped her and we were driving away and she was she was fine. Mm-hmm. So aye, it does get you. It does get you. It's amazing. Again, another aspect of your job is is not just that you're not just dealing with sort of crime scene crime scene cleaning. You're dealing with sort of different biohazard stuff. Um, you yep. have been. Yep. Are you been sort of busy doing like a COVID nineteen cleanups and stuff like that, or loads of COVID. Loads, loads, loads of, that. of COVID. Uh, so what's yep, the, what's yep, the process yep, yep. you have to go through for doing that? I've seen people. I've seen like like a, the sort of the place gets bombed sort of thing, like a, like a. I don't, don't, I don't know what's in there and right, stuff. So, Could you explain it? Aye. Aye, yeah. So there's, we've, we've got the foggers. Um, we'll only use um, government-tested past um, sanitizers. That's one thing. I, I don't mess about with the products I use because I've got to um, keep myself, my staff, and the clients um, safe. So... We pay like I think it's like eighty quid or something like that, five liter, um, for our stuff for our products. We've all got like hepatitis B jags, um, because we do like drug dens and things like that as well. And 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 any death scene or any any scene you go into, you've no idea what these people have had. Definitely. So that's another kind of protection thing. Just as with the COVID, um, so for example, the place of closed, um. We suit up, double gloves, the, the really heavy duty masks, um, and we've got foggers. Um, so the place will be fogged, and then we've got like the same sanitizer and wipes. So they're all wiped down. But we've just um, about two months ago bought another um, another another machine, and it's a, an electronic gun. So basically, it it looks like a water pistol, to be honest. Right. Um, and it's got like it's got a laser, like a light on it, and basically it does an electric electronic charge. Right. So it's like three sixty. So if you point it at a handle, it'll do three sixty. The full handle, um, nice. chair handle, things like that, and that's really good because the foggers and stuff. Say it's like a big department store or, you know, do a lot of shops. Um, so you need to, like, isolate the smoke alarms and everything because the fogger sets them off. Mm-hmm. And this, you don't... The fogger, it's like... The best way to describe a fogger is like a um, smoke machine in a nightclub. Right. Yeah? So, so you imagine that in a confined space, so... It really goes for your lungs if you've not got a mask on. So you've got to like leave it an hour or two before people can then go back in. Oh. Um, but with the gun, you do the gun and you come out. You you do like um, you spray wipe or you or you use the wipes for like keyboards, mice. Uh, you know you've got to make sure you every single touch point you hit. Um, and then basically that's that they're ready to go back in kind of thing so mm. they like the in the constru- construction industry um, the you know the site shut you go and do stuff the site can be back open again yeah. um, right. so I'm guessing so, this yeah. is like if there's been an outbreak somewhere you'll go in and clean it up afterwards 
as opposed to a preventative yeah. thing. Right, okay. Because I've noticed yeah. there are people in like your local shop that have people coming in to do preventative stuff that apparently mm-hmm. lessens mm-hmm. the the cause of viruses hanging about or whatever. That you you do after right. after the fact. I there's there's a lot of um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but there's a lot of kind of cowboy um, people come out the woodwork with us, and a friend of mine um, who knows my business had their work had an outbreak, and she kind of knew a wee bit of history about it. She worked with me a wee while, right. and. She, she says to me, this company's came in and they're telling us that their product lasts for 30 days. And I was like, no way, absolute bollocks. There's not a product out there that's government tested that'll last 30 days. Huh. And you imagine a door handle with 200 people touching it daily. That's going to break that product down straight away. There's no way it's going to last 30 days. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So there's a lot... There's a lot of people out there charging thousands for sorry, my dog. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people out there just taking the absolute piss out of people. Oh, yeah. That's so, interesting because the, the, the thing that I was talking about was people saying that that's um, clear for 30 days. 30 days, roughly 30 days. Yeah, no, so no, that's no, that's bullshit. No, then, no, 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 I would be wanting absolute proof of the pie mm. with that. Um, the other thing as well, we've got this machine called the ATP machine, right? So it doesn't pick up, it's like a swab machine, yeah? Right. Um, so the way that works, it, it picks up bacteria, it won't pick up a virus, right? But <laughs> it's given a lot of people <clears throat> peace of mind that when we've been in and done the deep clean, we swab before we go in. So you take a swab, you put it in the machine. If you get a reading over 30, you need immediate action. Right. And then anything under 10, it's good, it's safe to go. And, it, you know, it, it gives you a wee pie chart and all of that and the name. You can you can type in right. where you've been and all that malarkey. Um, and that's given people a hell of a lot of peace of mind. And us, to be honest, because we are, we are known, right, We've not left any bacteria lying around because no bacteria, the things stick to stuff. See, like, um, fridge handles are, you know, like the button on a kettle, the tap where you wash your hands. Like, they're all kind of um, where I would say, like, this is what we'll test, we'll do before and afters on. Yeah. Um, so, so we use that as well, which is really good. Um Aye, but there's you you can't miss a thing. You can't you can't like on your way out not do the handle on the way out. Do you know what I mean? That's it. I, 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 I wouldn't have even thought of that. See, this is why I'd be shite at doing that because well, that's good. I've heard cleaners, Aye. I've heard uh, cleaners that sort of like going to schools and stuff like that, like the sort of traditional ninety-five cleaner. They'll go mm-hmm. in. And they'll sort, of, they'll sort of miss stuff. Like, they'll sort Aye. of give the flare a wee mop. Aye. But usually, like, Aye. like in-depth, you usually have to get into the nitty-gritty and Aye. all the bits that they've missed, user cleaning sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah, yeah. Really in-depth, really, really in-depth. And use, we've, use take... we've got a really good trained eye. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like everywhere I go, it's a bit of a pain in the arse everywhere I go, like if I go to a restaurant, if I go to a takeaway, if I go to a toilet, like my eyes, like everywhere, like, oh my God, <laughs> you know? And that's just the way I am. I I'm glad this I is on Zoom and you're not in the house. Job, I do. <laughs> exactly. Aye. I'm glad it's not on camera in my house. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, that's a question we're going to ask at some point as that, well. That was a question we had for later on. We'll, we'll, we'll save that for later on because I, I think it's a good question. So there's a t- there's a TV show called Spotless, and I'm imagining that if what I'm about to ask has happened, you're not going mm-hmm. to go full in depth because it's it's not great. But have you had like? <laughs> so I'll explain the premise of this TV show. It's a show called Spotless. Yep. And it's a, a guy yeah. who runs a crime scene and thing and he ends up in a situation where it's like he's like got a pal who's a bit of a dickhead and he becomes like half mm-hmm. mobbed up. So there's a gangster who mm-hmm. keeps goodness, killing right. people and then he's the one that has to clean up. Have you had people like Oh I've watched that, I've watched yeah. that. Aye on Aye, sorry. I'm like that's good familiar to me. I, you know, I only just watched that recently. <laughs> I, I watched a wee bit yeah. and I couldn't fully get in it because of the I've, guy's accent. But I've aye. not got fully into it either. Aye. I need to watch it though. No, I need to watch I, it as well. I, I think I've got about <laughs> half an hour of the last episode to watch, to be honest. But right, um, nice yeah, spoilers. I watched that. I watched that. So have you had situations like that? People, ask, I'm obviously I'm not saying have you have somebody have you? No. Do you have not, an active serial killer the, on the payroll? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, at the start, at the start, I used to, I used to joke and say, you know, you get these laminated signs saying uh, Polish class can have all of that. <laughs> you could go to all the areas and say laminated signs what fell in the mobile number. <laughs> <laughs> we never have done it. Um, and then, so a very, very interesting thing. I can't remember, don't ask me the name of the product because I can't remember. We got a call from a young girl who was renting out her beautiful flat to students. And it turned out it was a bit of a um, MDMA factory. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is a product out there that, you can go in and it does break down all the DNA. But in saying that, if you get any of the jobs in to keep yourself right, you've got to make sure that it's reported to the police and the police are well aware of it before we go in and and break down the the DNA and, you know, all of that. Um, So, yeah, that, that girl was delighted because she was just terrified Going in um, and you know getting getting a, some kind of effects from it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, um, and so they like to green and all of that malarkey. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully this podcast doesn't. I can't have to for me. So if anybody's out there with an MDMA factory or a, a grass factory, I won't come and clean it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you involve the police. <laughs> bear that in mind. So, yeah, we, we will bear, bear that in mind, Maria. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, oh, see, the fact that you have to go through and, like, uh, do you have to do this often? Like, like if you'll find like a separate piece of DNA that the police have been looking for, because I imagine you're going to search deeper than the police are a lot of the time. Is that? Is that... I think she said, I think she does DNA. 
No, no, I'm saying, but she like she has to report back certain things if she does find stuff. Like if you go like under a. Well, say that. So yeah, yeah. So, um, there's been a couple of times where we have we've done a huge needle sweep, um, and we found like a bloody knife and all of that. So we reported that, and then I done a death scene not long ago, and just it, you know, it, it, was, it was a drug user. Um, there was loads of needles and stuff like that around. There was loads of, you know, you get a plastic bag, right, and a, and a takeaway. None of us take the time to undo the knot. We just rip the bag open there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know anybody unknots the bag to get yeah, the takeaway. They're, they're I psychopaths. Just the bag. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just starving. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, there was lots of bags like that, like, you know, like the, the blue bags you get at the local shop kind of thing, yeah. with these tears in them, and I'm like, hmm, what's that? And and when I went to look at the job, the parents were in, and I didn't want to be, like, you know, like, oh, here I am, up to clean after your son, and I just went, I'm quite good, um, like, kind of pricing stuff and things like that, right? So I just kind of briefly looked at it and, and uh, left. Mm-hmm. Um, got the job, went back, and it was it was as if they had been opening, like emptying the rubbish bins and things like that. And I'm like, like just on the floor, like the TV was left behind, all the clothes were left behind, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm, I think they've been looking for something, just as I thought. So when I when I got to the sofa, where you know you could tell he was sitting, blah blah blah, there was like holes in it. Um, like down the sides and more to his back. Um, and I'm like, oh, see my dealer. It's as if he's just sat and put his hands down and taking the stuff out the bag. This is why the bags are ripped. And right. whether it's true or not, I don't know. This is just where my head was taking this. Mm-hmm. So as I was going on, um, I opened a cupboard where like, you would keep your jackets and your iron board and hoover and all that, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, there was. Coats hung up, hung up, and when I was taking the coats up down to bag them, um, there was like farm food bags hung on the coats, and I'm like, oh, and I thought I could smell green in the the, the cupboard. Um, and when I opened the bags, it was like loaded diazepam. Right, right. And not in boxes, just like the what do you call it, sleeve. Oh, odd sleeves, that guy. Right. Um, there must have been, so then there was that bag, there must have been maybe 200 in that. Um, then further up, there was another bag, and I'm like, holy shit. Jesus Christ. And I'm like, I am like, what do I do here? Like, and then, and it was obviously in Paisley, and I hadn't long read a thing about like a factory in Paisley, and it was all like the, the, the kid on ones, if you like. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I was like, right, so I put them in a sharp spin and they're just getting incinerated. Or, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what they're doing. And I was like, oh, stuff it. I'm just going to phone the police. So I phoned 101. And uh, she was like, so you're right to drive over and ask, where's Gary's license? It's not for drug trafficking. You don't know me. It's the type of luck I've got. I'll come to me to be and get stalked and find all these drugs. Fuck off. Any police station? No way. And uh, here's the next thing to phone me back, and she's like, I've 
got a I've got a, a a number, a crime number or whatever for you and they're well aware that you're coming to the station, so don't worry and I'm like, right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what I do and I just you know, I was like, Mate, my bike and bus, my bike Well we like had to go in, like, thanks very much and the, the the address was actually a very well known address to them and they couldn't have been they, they couldn't have been nicer thanking me for handing them in but right. again I just didn't want them falling into the wrong hands or it was just one of these scenarios again like shit look at those you know I, I just um, I just love that idea I love that idea you're going to the police station with somewhat bloodshot eyes because of the stress of the whole situation and they just assume you're like you're doing <laughs> some stuff I take a diazepam oh let me just try one of these. I want. I wanted to go over with you. There was. Um, I was. I watched a clip of a crime scene queens, and uh, it's one of the funniest things I've seen. I'm so surprised I've not seen this because I love that shit. I, know, I, I, I think I, I, I remember watching some insight. I mean, I probably was it. Probably was it. But um, one of the funniest things I've seen is you went into a hoarder's room. I don't. Actually, I'm not sure if it was you, but it was. It was some somebody in the team at least went into a, a hoarder's room, <laughs> and. Uh, Mm-hmm. There was just loads of like Chinese rappers and stuff sitting about, and uh, well, uh, whoever, me, it was said, <laughs> whoever it was said, "I think the Chinese are getting rid of me here." I, I was, I was, it was me. Was that you? <laughs> I've been dying a lot. Oh, it was great. There's another bit. I'm going to explain another bit in the TV program as well. Um, and I've had stupidly brought it up, and and the girls had the producers hadn't really noticed it, mm. and then they kind of slid into the TV, the, the program, and I was like, "You bitches!" But <laughs> it was the same house, and uh, the guy at the cat, the guy was lovely. He was a young boy. He was really, really lovely, and he's a cat, and the cat was peeing on the couch. So the viewers have seen me. Um, it was me and me, and we couldn't get the, so we, we lifted the couch up, and all that pee was just running down this couch, oh, like over to the God. bottom corner, and we couldn't get it out the door, and I'm like, we need to take the legs off, so we get the top, the top two legs off, the bottom one, and I'm stuck for about 20 minutes with this, um, what do you call that, when a, when a screw's um, threaded, a oh, yeah. <laughs> And I was about 20 minutes. Get off. I'm not in the view. I'm fucking thinking. I'm getting really frustrated. And then I bounced up my head. That's the longest screw I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, I went, oh no, I can't believe I can say that. <laughs> oh. And it was lots of feedback on the program there. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm I, I'm so annoyed that I've not I've not been able to actually see it because I would love to watch uh, watch it again. I could fucking guarantee oh, Mum's seen this. Well, the, the, uh, the, the, this the sort of thing Mum my Mum likes Mum's into all this kind of kind of stuff. Yeah. She she had like a well mm-hmm. had she had like a weird fascination for prisons and stuff like that. So she loved like going visiting prisons. Aye. Which uh, fucking aye. absolutely aye. mental, aye. absolutely crazy. But she'd have loved. She would have loved. We, she loved this. <laughs> She, she, uh, so there's a, a prison in Edinburgh and um, this guy kept doing a sort of protest, right? Oh, God, I hate him. And you um, have no idea, right? Anyway, it's like you can't use the fogger, you can't use the like, steamer, you can't use 
because you know people are, and when I walked into the prison it's all the security and all that and I'm sitting down and this woman's like oh, you're that lassie off the telly and you know like oh no <laughs> like yeah um, and we're, we're put to this this hall where they all are and um, so the guys in the cell next to us right he's been took out that cell and put out the cell next to us she's shouting across to us he's like how you doing and all that and you're like I'm fine <laughs> How, so how, how did you find out that was him? Because he told us. I told you right at the beginning. He was like, it was me saying that. Aye, he was, he was like, so, so when they got into the conversation <laughs> with him doing it, I said to him, he went, he'll be back, you know, I've started in this cell. And I was like, do me a favour, have you started from the ceiling yet? He's like, no. I went, we'll probably do it fucking hand high. And the kids <laughs> were terrified because they're on their eyes. And he's like, all right, hen. He's like, but I'm making you a fortune, I said. I don't know where you're getting this way, but we ain't getting no fucking fortune now. <laughs> <laughs> so, it says, next time you come, it says, I'll have the tunes and that on for you. And you're like, perfect, that's great. So, I love I'm the... like, right, that's your fellow, that's your fellow queen for you. Um, you know, I, ho- I hope you enjoy your nice clean cell. And he's like, oh, I hope you enjoy what I've got for you for next time. And me too. You're like, fuck's Premeditated. Premeditated shitty room. Amazing. Oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> so we get, we get, you know, in the back. And as he's done, you first bastard put it on the ceiling and I've got to stand up. <laughs> I'm telling them. I'm getting them both. <laughs> we get to and we're like, oh yeah, that's us. the most I've laughed on this podcast usually we're like trying well, to hold I've it back. missed half of what we said because I kept giggling oh, <laughs> oh man oh. it should have been warned oh. it'd be like this listen if you, if you don't laugh you would cry honestly oh, like, you would you would you would really cry well I'm currently doing both yeah. <laughs> oh. tears come out of the eyes there Oh man, God, that was <laughs> right. Compose yourself, Steve. Uh, right, yes, yourself. Yes, we'll, we'll try to get back to the one thing. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Do you think I could write a book? Yes, I think you could. You that, should that would be book. The, the book um, that I would fucking read. <sighs> Maybe <laughs> yeah, I'll put. No, I think I would. But I would. I would actually love to. People laugh at me when I say that, but. You know, I, I really would love to write a book because it's there's Do so podcast. much stuff. You Do know, a podcast you can <clears throat> I just did the podcast. Well, if you do your own, could you talk to other people? Well, it's, it's, it's like um, it's like radio, but you uh, could like go back right. and listen. It's like on-demand radio, basically. Uh, 
So, Aye, maybe. I, I, think, I think you'd be great at that. You've got a, you're sort of naturally funny anyway. Aye. So, like, I, I think you'd be Aye. really good at Aye. that. Aye, she can. She's Aye. naturally funny. Aye. <laughs> 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 yes, I am fucking hilarious. <laughs> I've been called a lot. <laughs> I think I think a lot of that being like being seventeen and on a building site with hundreds of guys and you know like I think a lot of that comes comes with, you know, just just the working environment I've been in. Definitely aye. Just it just passed right out me when I was younger. <laughs> I still, I actually still work with a lot of the same guys, except <clears throat> years later, kind of thing. Yeah, nice. So you've got like uh, proper good. working environment, like you're all pals and you're all like close. Aye, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like a. I've got like I think the twenty-seven employees, but I'm not like a kind of stuck-up boss or them like that. Sometimes, sometimes people will try and take the piss out, you know, my kindness, but. Mm. They don't last very long, you know. You take me as you find me, and that's it. You find them in a um, wee tub a few years later. I could tell you that I, I could tell you an absolute belter. It's my most favourite story. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want me, <laughs> yes, please do. Oh, please do. I'd... It's I might not catch much yet, but I'll fucking have a go. Right, the best is the best, right? So I got a call from the police control centre, right? And there was a real lady um, who died, unfortunately, and the undertakers couldn't take away the body because a dog was lying next to her, right, Ted? So we're all really animal friendly, dog friendly. My daughter was on a building site in Stirling and I see straight down tools, we've got a police call out and it's like a four hour turnaround for the police ones, right? Mm. And it was away down in Ayrshire somewhere, so I see right, down tools, come with the, come with the van, um, we've got a death scene. She's like, right, okay, and I thought, not mentioning the dog, because she'll no come. So, <laughs> halfway down, um, she's like, mum, what is it we're going to? And I said, um, uh, we're going to a death scene and the body's still there and they can't move the body because the wee bum's dog crying back to him. She's like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And it's like, I'm like, oh, it's fine, just get your head set, you know, like, get that mindset and you'll be all right, you'll be all right. And uh, she, she kind of plays her hair and, and sucks her thumbnail on him, right? So she's sitting the thumb and playing with the hair and she's dead quiet and I'm driving away like, and uh, she turned around she was like mum how could you not have a hairdresser or something a dog I love dogs how am I going to do this <laughs> so we shut up we just need to do it so we get there and there's like two cops and the the older cop um, is there and there's a younger cop it was his first death scene and the older cop's like are you alright the body's there and all that and I was like of course I'm alright like, every time I come there's the body's always there I'm really interested um, obviously respectful, what have you. Mm-hmm. So the new woman was a bit of a holder, so I sat my keys down on like a, a pile of paper and the keys fell off and the young fellow jumped right and I was like, I forgot to even start it. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just, he's got to stay there with his office. 
great. And I said, it's only a wee kind of staff mask on. And I said, look, as soon as I move this, it's going to be real stinking if you want to move over a bit. And it's like, that, I'm fine here, I'm fine here. And I'm like, right, okay, no <laughs> problem. Uh, I'm like, it's like a, a plastic box, right? A snap lid. A, a snap shut lid, mm-hmm. right? Like a big plastic container thing. So we get the dog up and um, it's kind of quite awkward and I was kind of getting the dog in and my daughter's like, Mum, I can't cope with this, I'm going to be out. So she went out and I got the dog in and I bent down and I was just snapping out the lid shut and I swear I didn't mean it, I didn't think about it, i just done it and when I bent down and snapped the lid I went, RUT! <laughs> 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 started with the idea of talking about like the ta- the taboo subject of death for, like for everybody because aye. people with these sense of humours are, are some of the fucking funniest things happen uh, and, and, but because they're like sort of, it, because... you know I've lost you uh, sorry, sorry that was my fault there. Oh. <laughs> that's it but um <laughs> What? I think we could get into some questions now, if you're up for it. We've got Aye. some questions for Aye. the audience. Yep. Oh. Uh, do you have questions yep. as well, Craig? Or... Have we got an audience? Uh, not right now. Uh, you will do when we put it out. As this is just no, pre-recording. Right. Oh, you're safe through. Uh-huh. You're got... safe through. Right. You've, right. you've also got time right. to come Thank back God. and uh, <laughs> to come back and ask us to delete the things that you didn't want to be said. <laughs> I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, oh, no. we've got on with the first question here. Uh, this is from Kenzie. Uh, does hydrogen peroxide destroy DNA, or is that a dumb myth? I don't think it does, to be honest. I don't think it's not something I've done, or, you know, I don't know. The, the only thing I know about DNA is the product I use for, like, the drugs places of that. Um, so I couldn't tell you that answer to be honest, to be honest. sorry uh, Leanne, See, th- oh. things like that kind of suggest to me that they didn't they didn't never ask a cleaner to be involved in the making of Dexter because nothing, oh, yeah. nothing like this is ever discussed in Dexter mm-hmm. it's always just 
No. Him being crime scene. Totally got a question about that coming up. <laughs> Have you? All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we've got three questions here uh, from Leanne. Uh, yeah. What, what was the most disgusting thing you've ever had to clean up? Uh, that, that's quite a difficult question because um, I don't really see it as disgusting. If you right, know, right. right. So, so you know, you get ones that are worse than worse than others. Mm-hmm. Ones that will have more blood. Ones that have more maggots. Ones like I can't cope with. So, so the so the 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 maggots um, go. They go everywhere. Uh, at like the darkest dungeons, miles. They just travel everywhere. They're a nightmare, and they they, they go into these carcasses, and then the carcasses hatch, and that's them. They fly, oh. and I cannot stand when I actually stand on one and they crack. It just gives oh. me the jibbies oh. right up my whole body. Oh, that put me off guard. Um, so oh God, oh. I, that that <laughs> I can cope the smells. I can cope the actually touching it. I can cope it, but that really freaks me out. Oh. I don't need to do it. And if the dog's got maggots and that, then the carcass will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. But there you go. Oh. I don't know. I, I don't think the I didn't think maggots cracked. I, I, I would I'm, have expected a squish. I've not been close to a maggot to ever check. Oh, no, so. they, they they go they they go into like a like a carcass, like you know, like a a a, um, a, car, a caterpillar goes into to be a butterfly. Oh right, okay, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I see. So it's like a so it's like a wee brown kind of a shell mm-hmm. and then that cracks open and that's when the fly comes out right. last question from Leanne uh, have you ever spewed on scene never never no. never I've never been sacked up never, I've got ever, tremendous ever. respect for you now. absolute I, respect I um, I, I think um, I, I, you know my facial expressions don't change like I don't, and, that, and the staff are all warned to dare say or look or anything. Right, remember, I was saying to you, I was watching a programme the other night, and I was actually disgusted that they, there was two cleaners in um, doing this old guy's house, and they were kind of making faces no. like, behind his back, like, as if, oh, you're disgusting, <laughs> and I was like, oh, right. you bitches, that's terrible, you know, like, fucking hell, like, so we're, no, we're, we're, we're really, you know, no. Nah. No, I've never been sick, and I and I, I never let anything show on my face or anything like that. If I'm offered a cup of tea or anything like that, I've always just just had my lunch. You know what I mean? Oh right, aye, aye, aye. Um, the classic. Aye, aye, aye. So <laughs> that's aye. a ne- um, next question uh, from Katie Welsh. Uh, do you ever get depressed doing this line of work? Again, no, um, but. Uh, when I was speaking about, you know, like earlier, um, that it was getting a bit harrowing for me because it was near enough every day. Um, it was like, I would say like in the course of three months, we were leaving one day, scene, going to another, going to another, then the next day with another one in, then maybe we didn't have one in, then with another one in. So mm-hmm. you, normally you're like maybe one a month or one of the two months, so you're getting that, you know, that time to recover and, and go and, you know, move on to your next one. Whereas for like three full weeks, we just weren't getting a break from it. It was just constant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did, it, it did start getting to me a wee bit. There you go. Uh, 
<clears throat> are uh, crime scene cleaners considered to be members of law enforcement? No. No. That's question. Definitely That's not. Um, <laughs> 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 well, people, people think that um, the police automatically get us in to, to clean up, but it's, 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 an, it's a total mess. It's down to the family member, down to the, the next of kin. Daniel Sheridan, uh, does the job pay well? It must attract a very minimal number of employable candidates. You would be surprised at people that, you know, send me emails saying they would love to get into the line of work and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. there is minimum uh, staff that I would take on a job. Right. Definitely. Um, and as in the money side of things, um, I try and save my clients as much as I can. Um, for example, say someone died on a floor and, you know, um, it's a bit of carpet that's all blood. I would buy, I would cut out the, the infected bit of carpet, biohazard that and the rest and guys go to landfill mm-hmm. um, instead of me charging them hundreds of pounds to dispose of the full carpet, things like that. Um, sometimes um, you, you can have people dive on their bed, it's not through the mattress, it's not through the base, it's not through the carpet, it's not through the underlay, and you need to get full, you need to get a joiner in and, and cut out the floorboards and replace the floorboards and things like that. Oh, so some of it can be, some it can be really expensive for the client, because mm. um, incineration costs are really high. Um, you can make good money at it, but I, I tend to probably undercut myself far too much to be honest but hey, you know, that's just me I think that's that's probably going to be a lot I, I don't know if it's going to be a majority but I think a lot of the people that go into that line of work you might have a dark sense of humour you might uh, have let's say different interests but uh, mm-hmm. there's going to be a higher level of empathy I would imagine as well because of the kind of job that yeah. you're doing yeah. maybe not at the beginning but at least yeah. after you've been doing it for a while yeah. So you're, I think a yeah, lot of people are going right. to automatically yeah. try and undercut yeah. to try and save people money, just yeah. just to help them a wee bit. And listen, I but listen, there's a lot of them don't pay. Mm. There's a lot that I think one year we were about seven thousand pound in total and and non payments. Right. Um, that's annoying. That is really annoying because we're going out of way um, to really help the people and. I've got to pick up the incineration costs. I've still got to pay myself the wages. Mm-hmm. You know, so that really pisses me off where people think that it's all right for me to pay for their mother to be cleaned up after or, you know, like her dog to be cremated. My fucking dog, I love dogs, but I still have to pay to get it cremated. Do you know what I mean? Aye. Um, so I, like, hi. Mm-hmm. That, that, that does happen. Aye. Uh, we've got Donald Mackin. Um, <clears throat> is there <laughs> is your own home spotless? Bit of a cheeky there question. There's that question. But... Uh, does a paint a paint his own house? Does a gambler paint his own No, it's not. My, my house isn't dirty. Um, certainly not dirty, but my days are really long. Like. Um, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in isolation, as you know. So it's kind of, I'm changing my room about, and mm-hmm. I'm an avid iron. I love to iron, like 
I think Iron helps me a lot. I think Iron, like, when I'm pissed off as a bad day, get that iron on. I, I, sometimes I pull out, close out drawers in the iron, you know, iron them again and put them by. I don't oh, know why. I can't why, imagine but, doing that. Um, When's the last time you iron something? Sometimes I'm like, Easy. I, I love to iron. I've, no. I've got a dead cool iron on an ironing board. Um, but, um, so sometimes I'll get in four, five, six o'clock, beat the kids. Um, and then it's straight on the phone, there's staff phoning, there's managers phoning, what's happening tomorrow, somebody can't go in, so I need to get that job. Sometimes I can go on the phone at 8, 9 o'clock at night, and then I go, bed, let's go, everybody bed down. You know, so mm-hmm. that happens. Um, we do, like, mid-week we'll do the dishes, we'll do the bathroom, we'll do the kitchen, we'll do the washing, we'll do the, you know, the drying, the clothes, all of that. And then at the weekends we kind of, Kids are supposed to help, but they don't. Um, <laughs> as kids do. So as, as, uh, just go, all right, mum, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I uh, so... Hmm. Next question. <laughs> do, do, you, do you get... Um, you, you were talking about how you had a, a police thing and it was like a quick turnaround, so it was like sort of drop tools and get going. Do you ever get like during the night things? Where they need something cleaned up that night. No. Oh, no, I was no, that's another kind of mess as well because say there's something where the police don't we don't go in until the police are completely finished. Right. So yeah. that takes hours, as you know. So they've got to the police by the time the police go in and do their bit it's well into the next day. Right. Sometimes two days. Sometimes sometimes as well we'll get a call, um where there's been an undiscovered death and the family member will will, will phone. Um, and I'll and they say, but the police have got the keys. I don't know when I'll when I'll get them back. You kind of and, and I'll always say, right, you're probably talking about fourteen days because obviously I, it's Jeez. happened for so, so many times. And so, um, I, and then sometimes I'll go. The family don't want to go, so the family will identify me, and I'll go to the police station and and pick up the keys and drop the keys back off at the police and things like that. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of people phoning. Get a lot of companies thinking, oh, that sounds great. I'm going to go there and do that. And it's no, because it's um, it's took me 12 years to get where I'm in now, and I still don't do them every day because it's all phone marked. It's all as and when it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't predict somebody's going to die. You can't predict somebody's going to kill yourself. You can't predict somebody's going to drop a needle. You can't predict you're going to get your partner's COVID, you know? Right. So a lot of disillusionised a wee bit think they can start all this and they buy all the stuff and everything they just don't get any work that's it it's quite sad and um, it's common for a lot of jobs that and people a lot of people will phone up and say on you go on you go mm-hmm. um, a lot of people phone up and they'll, they'll describe a, a job and they'll say can I get a quote and I'll well no because I've got to see it first because there's a lot of factors come into it like was on the couch, was the full couch need to go, was it on the bed, was the full ratchets need to go, was it, you know, and I, you get a lot of companies kind of fishing off you as well, um, mm. seeing what you're charging and things like that, and then it, you get a lot of them, they, they just want a ballpark figure, so I'm like, well, it's seen 500 I don't know, until I get there, it's all down to disposal. <laughs> um, so, I, so I get a lot of that, so a lot of them you've got to go and price up. Most of them, I'll not do it, I'm not gonna verbal price over the phone because I've been stung with it before, and I've also overcharged a client as well, which I never actually overcharged them. I said to them, "Look, I've gave you too high a price." Yeah. 
Right. Um, it's not as bad as I thought. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. especially the hoarders, you need to be really going for your hoarders. Definitely. Because they just tell you. Um, aye. Aye. They're, 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 they're really difficult. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can price them over the phone because, like, well, it's bad, but it's, but it's not too bad when you go and it's, it's absolutely for the feeling, you know? Yeah. Or sometimes they're bad, is not my bad? You know? So uh, it's, uh. It's all different. Every job's the same, but different. That's fine. Um, last question here from Rachel Morrison. Uh, what tropes do you see in films that you can debunk? Like, if, like we were talking about Dexter earlier on and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you seen stuff in films or like TV and stuff that you're like, that's a lot of shite? Uh, let me think, let me think. Probably. Um, aye, I think so, but I can't I can't think of any examples, mm-hmm. to be honest, but aye, I, I think that's happened before. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we um, touched a wee bit on the hydrogen peroxide thing stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember one time when COVID just came out and I was watching the news. It must have been like the first week of it and I was watching the news and it was, they were filming in a hospital and I was I was absolutely horrified because the surgeon or whoever had, had went um, had walked to the bin and took his gloves off and then started taking the rest of his PPE off and I was horrified. I was like, fucking hell. He's just potentially infected himself. Uh, you know, because he took his gloves off first. Jeez. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people think that they're doing it right and they're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. That was a surgeon that done that. Ah, it was. It was like it was like a, a mock thing they were showing you what they would do and kind of. It was on like news at ten or something like that, and I was like, <gasps> and all, I, like my phone started going, and my staff were going, "Did you see that? Did you see that?" And I'm like, "Aye." Fucking hell, he took his gloves off first and he didn't even have two pairs of gloves on because you always double glove in case you get like a, a slit in the glove or something. Oh, right. So, like, the, the magic rule is you put two pairs of gloves on. Oh, um, that's like. You get, like, a condom, uh, you put... you get, like. <laughs> What's that? It's like the opposite to the rule of the condom because you can't put two of them on because it makes it more dangerous. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> News for me there. Uh, perfect. Um, it's a day of learning. Hi. Mm-hmm. We all yeah. learn something, don't we? Hi. Hi. Uh, you learn something new every day. That's it. I feel like... Every day's a school day. <laughs> I feel like every podcast ends on a weird note and it just has again. Um, well, because of me or do you got any questions? No, no, no. Just, just We're going to end. I don't have anything else, but that's it. So I'll just... <laughs> I'm going to edit that bit out. Perfect. <laughs> uh, thank you, Marie, for joining us. It's been... Amazing. Probably the funniest podcast we've ever, ever done. <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> I don't really know much about... 